going on, everybody? What is happening? Oh boy, is it good to be back with you. Welcome back to episode 299 of the Binge Boys podcast. Otherwise, also going to be known going forward as Logan's Lowdown. I'm your host, Logan Lewis, and it is good to be back with you guys. I am sorry for my absence last week. I took a vacation to Las Vegas, a yearly vacation, and you know, I, uh, I I knew I needed to get an episode out, but I also hadn't watched anything or played anything or listened to anything that would have been worth my time to talk about uh, during said episode, so I decided, screw it, we're going to wait, we're going to do another one, uh, we're going to do one this week, and uh, you know what, it's, uh, it's going to be good. So, uh, it's 299, folks. How about that? Wow. Four and a half, almost five years of doing this podcast, and I am about to hit Milestone 300, and Milestone 300 is very important because it is going to be taking the place of the Logan's Lowdown name going forward. So, that's, uh, that's huge, and, uh, it's a big deal for me, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just very excited about that. So a couple things uh, before we really get going. Number one, do me a favor and follow the show on Instagram. The handle has changed at Logan's Lowdown. Yes, I changed the handle. The music changed last week and or, or I'm sorry, two weeks ago. And now the handle and now next week, most likely the name and the logo will change as well. So keep an eye out for that as well. The second thing is, if you like what you hear, send this show to one friend or family member that you love and uh, someone you go to the movies with somebody you already enjoy talking about the movies with um, just send it to one person if you're interested in short form video content where I rank review movies TV video games more hop on over to my TikTok account and give it a follow at Logan's Lowdown if you are new here to this podcast let me tell you how the show works each episode uh, we'll follow this format. We will do this very intro, and then we will do a couple subtopics of news or conversation, followed by one or two main topics. Usually a review, trailer breakdown, ranked list, the list goes on, yada, yada, yada. So without further ado, let's get rocking. So 20th Century Studios and Disney released the new and most likely only full-length teaser for Avatar The Way of Water. It's their first full-length trailer. Still don't have a whole lot of uh, idea about what this plot is about. I'm assuming we're going to get a new trailer for Thanksgiving. You know, those football games usually attract a lot of attention, so they drop a movie trailer here and there. So I think we're going to get our first trailer uh, during that. So, and there's a sneeze coming, so love that. Woohoo! Yeah, there it is. So this trailer shows a bunch of new footage. It shows more characters. It shows more dialogue. And you know what? I'm just here for it, man. I'm here for the trailer. I'm here for this movie. I will not dis- I will not stand this avatar slander that goes on in my circles or in the world. Yes, I know it's been like 12 years since the original. No, that doesn't bother me at all. I get what they did, why they did it that way. 
and I'm excited for the sequel, and I'm excited for all of the other sequels that come out and follow this one. So if you've seen that Avatar trailer, let me know what you think about it. Comment on the IG. Let's talk about it there. All right, number two, topic number two. We have the first trailer for John Wick Chapter 4. I've heard that this is the last John Wick. However, I know that there's some spinoff movies, a TV series in development, so I'm not too worried about not seeing these characters again. Sorry, I'm trying to lean and put this thing away. don't know why I'm having to do it right now, because I'm recording a podcast. So love that for me, my multitasking brain. Um, trailer looks awesome. The trailer definitely gives off the vibes that it is indeed the end of the franchise. However, I, I, I mean, money talks, and I doubt Keanu is going to stop making these movies. I'm sure he has a lot of fun with them. So I can assure you that I'm, I'm sure that the, the franchise will continue uh, just like that. No problems there. Uh, action looks great. Keanu looks great. All of the returning cast and characters, they look great. I am very excited for this. Uh, the John Wick series is a series that I personally don't think about very often, but when someone brings it up in conversation, I'm like, oh yeah, those are awesome. Those are kick-ass movies. And uh, Keanu Reeves is golden. You know, his acting may not be the best. His delivery might be trash, but you know what? He's fun as hell to watch. He really is. He's got it. I love it. Give me more of this. Give me more Keanu. And uh, I'm excited for John Wick Chapter 4. That's all I had to say about those trailers. So let's go ahead and move on to topic number three. Topic number three, we have uh, my review for Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power Season 1. I know I'm a little late on this, but, you know, I'll explain in a minute. So the storyline of this is that this is an epic drama set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings franchises. This follows an ensemble cast of characters, both familiar and new, as they confront the long-feared reemergence of evil to Middle-earth. This series is available on Prime Video. There are eight episodes, one hour each. It's created by Patrick McKay and John D. Payne. Stars, Moorfield Clark, Ismail Cruz Cordova, Charlie Vickers, and many, many more. And my review is that this series, or this season, sorry, lands right about an 84 out of 100, so a solid B. Now, um, so the reason it took me so long to get to this is two reasons. Number one, House of the Dragon was going on, and I didn't want to interweave the two fantasy shows and, and risk mixing up plot, characters, you know, you get it, et cetera, et cetera. Another reason is I'm not a, that all big of a fan of Lord of the Rings. I watched the trilogy um, just over a couple months ago. Uh, if you've watched my TikTok videos, you saw my journey in watching all of those movies and all of the movies I've missed and, and whatnot. But I have to say, man, that uh, th this show didn't do anything for me. And you might be asking yourself, why is it sitting at an 84 out of 100 then? Well, I'll get there. And I'm there. So the series, production. The production is out of this world amazing. Absolutely amazing. Maybe even unrivaled, to be honest with you, in a television show. The production design, the special effects, the makeup, the costume department. These people deserve Emmys. I don't know if they will win it, but they deserve it. Uh, they put the money in. Amazon spent around $45 million per season, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 
so uh, the fact that this mo- that, that, that this series looks as good as it does, I'm not surprised. The money is there. Um, I, I highly recommend it just for that. The special effects are incredible. There was never a moment that I looked at the screen and thought, ooh, that didn't look too good. This whole series from start to finish is absolutely beautiful. Another thing that's beautiful, the score, the music here is just incredible. Um, I don't know off the top of my head who scores it. Um, I can look that up of uh, the Rings of Power here. Composer of the Rings of Power, we have... um, Awesome, thanks for not... uh, Thanks for not... Uh, oh, his name is Bear McCreary. This guy deserves uh, tons of credit and along with apparently Howard Shore. Um, so these two gentlemen deserve all the praise in the world. Uh, the, the the music is amazing. Okay. The third and final thing that I think is amazing about this series is the action. Now, there's not a ton of it. It's a very much so a slow burn, very uh, reminiscent of the movies. Uh, the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbit movies, there's not much action here. Um, However, uh, that doesn't mean it's uh, bad by any means. It's it's, it's just a little less than what I would have thought. So the action that was here is what saved the series a little bit for me. This probably would have been a lower C, but the action and the special effects and the score was so magnificent that I had to bump it to a low B. I mean, the, the action, it, it, it's just awesome. It's Lord of the Rings action. It's what you come to expect from these movies. So, uh, yeah, but, but, but in terms of the things I didn't like, I just, I just couldn't get attached to anything here, man. I just, I struggled immensely on uh, the the character names. There's like six or seven different storylines going on. None of them I empathize with or can relate to. I know this is a story about orcs and elves and dragons. However, I, I, there's just nothing here that drew me in and really got me to like feel for these characters. I, I just wasn't hooked. And that was the problem is I forced myself to watch this series and does this mean I'm going to come back for season two? Most likely not. Um, and that bums me out because they deserve the attention. I do like these movies, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, but there's just nothing there. There's just no substance. There's, it's all flash. It's like, ooh, look at me. Look how pretty we are. Look how, look how beautiful our set design. Look at, look at our special effects. But in terms of a story with characters that we relate to and that we feel for, there's nothing here. There's a couple surprises along the way that I did enjoy. There's a lot of callbacks to the, both The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings that I really appreciated and really liked. But I, I, it just feels incomplete almost. But maybe they're trying to go for the same feel that like the original Lord of the Rings trilogy felt. Because when Fellowship of the Ring ends, you're like, damn, that was a fantastic movie. But it feels like there's more. And of course there is more because the three movies take place back to back to back. So the fact that this felt incomplete maybe is intentional, so I'm eager to see what they do with season two. I will watch the premiere couple episodes of season two, and if it doesn't hook me, I'm out. I, I hate to say it, but I'm out. Um, it's it's about all I can say on the series. I mean, it's 
It's beautiful, but there's no substance is, is all I got to say. So if you disagree with me, please let me know what I'm missing here because I think, I feel like this story deserves my attention. It just doesn't have it. It really doesn't. Although all of that said, the action, the set design, the production value, and the score has driven me to give this a, uh, a solid 84% uh, out of 100, a solid B. So Amazon Prime Video to watch The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Season 1, available now. All eight episodes are out. Okay, next up here, we have uh, my review for Netflix's Wendell and Wild. Um, if you're curious about what that is, let me tell you. That's topic number four today. Two scheming demon brothers, Wendell and Wilde, enlist the aid of a 13-year-old cat, Elliot, to summon them to the land of the living. This movie is exclusively on Netflix, directed by Henry Selick, stars Lyric Ross, Jordan Peele, Angela Bassett, Keegan-Michael Key, and many more. And my review for this film is that it gets a solid... 64 out of 100, 64%, a low-ranged D. Let me tell you why. Um, and I'm going to do the same thing I did with Lord of the Rings. I'm going to start with the positives. I'm going to go with the negatives. The positives is that the animation style here is awesome. It's Nightmare Before Christmas. It's The Corpse Bride. It's all of that stop-motion clay, Play-Doh-looking animation uh, that's also really trippy. It's a lot of neat special effects here. There's a lot of, like, I guess trippy is the best way to say it. Trippy, haunting-like special effects. It just looks really cool. Um, another pro is that the cast is awesome. Like I just said, Jordan Peele, Angela Bassett. I'll get to her more later. Lyric Ross, Keegan-Michael Key. The list goes on and on and on. The cast is incredible. But unlike... The Lord of the Rings, or I'm sorry, similarly to Lord of the Rings, the story here just didn't get me. So our main character, Cat Elliot, her parents died when she was young. She wants to summon them back to life. But on the flip side, we've got Wendelin Wilde, voiced by Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele, who want to return to the land of the living rather than the hell that they reside in. And so they kind of use this as an excuse to get to the real world, but at the same time, she wants her parents to be revived, so they are kind of her uh, reason for that, and thus we have a movie. But we have an hour and 50 minutes of weird and trippy and demonic and just weird shit, man. So weird that it took me out. I couldn't get into this movie. Here's another thing. I just so referenced Corpse Bride, Nightmare Before Christmas. If I said on Elm Street, I apologize. I meant Nightmare Before Christmas. This is not for kids. This is a PG-13 movie for a reason. This movie is frightening. There's a lot of adult themes here that I think that kids under the age of 12 are not going to agree with, um, unless you've got some tough cookies. Uh, it is not appropriate for children. I would not recommend throwing this on with kids in the room. Uh, it's just weird, man. It just, it just made no fucking sense is all it, it, it. I get what they're going for here. Jordan Peele's production company, monkey paw, I believe is the, is the production company behind this. They're the studio that 
produced this, and I just I just don't get it, man. Is Jordan Peele just trying to dip his toe into all kinds of different genres of filmmaking or or types of filmmaking at this point because he knows that he is a powerhouse in the horror genre? So is he trying to dip his toe into that? I don't know, but it just didn't work for me this time. I, I don't find much here that you're going to like. I mean, give it a shot. Watch it. It's on Netflix. Like I said, it is under two hours. So you could watch it in an early morning or a late night. It's just weird, man. It's just not for me. I just, ah, I, I don't know. It's just not for me is all. Which is a damn shame because I love everything involved here. I love the animation style. I love the cast. But it just didn't land story-wise. And it's just a little too weird for my taste. So those are my thoughts on Wendell and Wild, Netflix's new movie. It came out a couple weeks ago on Halloween. Um, and I'm just now getting to it. Uh, but, you know, better late than never on that. So there you go. Topic number five. We have... Uh, a first for this podcast in a very long time. We've got my review for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And I'm actually going to be reading an excerpt from um, my newsletter, which I'll talk about a little bit towards the end of the show. So I don't do a ton of gaming content on here, but that is going to change as there are a ton of games releasing in the next few months uh, that I plan on playing, and that will take from my TV watching. So uh, you're going to get some video game content on this podcast, as well as the newsletter, as well as the TikTok. You're getting the idea. Everything is blending together. Finally, all of my content va uh, venues are going to be treated the same. You love to see it. So a few weeks back, we were blessed with Infinity Ward and Activision's long-anticipated Modern Warfare 2 reboot slash sequel slash return slash whatever. And to sum it up easily, it's good. It's not great, but it's good. Let me talk about the campaign and multiplayer aspects of the game because I have not tried their co-op mode, mainly because I hear that it is mid as hell, and I don't have the desire to try it, to be honest with you. So let's start with the single player. The story starts off right where 2019's Modern Warfare left off, and uh, yeah, 2019's Modern Warfare reboot, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we have the same cast of characters along with some new faces. Most relevant is the cover character, Ghost. The campaign is much longer than the previous entry, taking me around seven to eight hours to complete. The campaign is very realistic down to the way people bleed out when they are shot and the way that you reload weapons and the way that you take cover. I liked that there were a ton of stealthy missions because it felt like real war operations here instead of massive battles and crazy set pieces that previous games gave us. So the campaign was a win for me. Now let's talk about what people really care about and that's multiplayer. Of course, the week that you're listening to this, Warzone 2.0 is dropping. We're all excited to try it. Uh, but we've got the regular multiplayer here. Call of Duty multiplayer has been the staple of this series ever since Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare way back in 2007. Ever since then, we have been given customized loadouts, camos, customizable kill streaks, score streak, combat records, and many, many more features. All of those are here, but amped up. The customization of Modern Warfare 2 is what makes it the multiplayer juggernaut, no pun intended, that it is. 
you can absolutely customize everything. There are almost 200 camos to unlock. There are several hundred attachments, variants, charms, stickers, and more for each weapon. That is both a pro and a con in my head. I will not lie, it is slightly overwhelming. I love the freedom to game pretty much however I want to, but the crazy amounts of customization make me want to curl up into a ball and not play the game at all. The game modes are the same, however, you know and love them from previous games. You have your your team deathmatch and your domination, and then you have new modes like invasion and prisoner rescue and knockout, and they add a nice spice to the regular modes. However, one of the biggest problems with this game is the map selection. The maps, however, are probably uh, the most disappointing part of this game. There are only 10 of them, and that is very noticeable feels like you're playing the same match over and over again uh because out of those 10 maybe just maybe half of them are good just good the rest are either mid or straight trash it's really disappointing especially because of the classic maps that we've come to know from every game this game does not have that one map Every COD has had that one map that everyone fucks with heavy and loves. This doesn't have that. Every map on this game is pretty much just mid. It's really upsetting to say that, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles here, man. Overall, Modern Warfare 2 is a solid entry to the franchise. It has a nice, tight, and realistic campaign and a limitless, customizable multiplayer experience. It is the lackluster maps and forgettable co-op experience This drags this video game entry down from great to good. So I give this multiplayer, or I'm sorry, I give this entry in the series a solid B, and that's where we are in Modern Warfare 2. Stay tuned for a review next week of Warzone 2.0. Now this is the topic that everybody's been waiting for. We've got Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Storyline here, the people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from an intervening world power as they mourn the death of their king, T'Challa. This movie is only in theaters, it is not on a streaming service, it is directed by Ryan Coogler and it stars Latita Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Daniel Guerra, Winston Duke, and many, many more. This movie gets an 89 out of 100 from me. Now... Let's talk about Wakanda Forever. I'm not going to go too deep into spoilers here. So um, I also apologize if you can hear the damn... What is that? Somebody's doing like yard work or some bullshit at 5.30 at night. What, what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> whatever, man. Um, I wrote an, a review on Letterboxd. I'm going to read that, but then I'm going to expand on what I... Uh, what I have to say here. So there's a lot in Wakanda Forever that works, but there are some gaping holes in this movie that are attempted to be filled, but they just don't fill for me. Chadwick Boseman, may he rest in peace. We should have recasted the role of T'Challa. The role was way too young and new to be shelved. While I am aware now after seeing the movie uh, the potential for the future, it still doesn't make up for the fact that Marvel relies on side characters to run this show this time around. Let's talk about Namor. He steals the show in every scene he's in, showing that MCU villains are still badass here and there. I want more of his character 
as soon as humanly possible. Angela Bassett kills her role and also steals the show, and I'm hearing some Oscar chatter from her, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, surrounding her name because she does that well. Um, the Ironheart, Riri Williams' character, uh, is cool. I like her, yet I don't. Uh, the, I need more of her to see what I feel about her for the future. I know, I believe next year, we're getting an Ironheart series, so I'm excited to see what that series does for the character and for the lore. There are a few side stories and characters that don't need to be in this movie at all. This movie is two hours and 45 minutes, and it drags the movie down from an A to a B for me. This movie is entirely way too long, and these scenes and storylines could have been cut to make it a much tighter 2 hours and 15, 2 hours and 20 movie film. All in all, I had a good time with Wakanda Forever. I think that there's a lot that worked, but a lot that didn't. If you get anything out of this movie, it is the fact that Chadwick Boseman will be very much so missed. Rest in peace. Okay, so let me dive into a couple things here. Um, the movie, well, you know what? That's my non-spoiler talk. I'm going to go for five minutes or so on some spoilers, and then we'll wrap it up and get out of here. So first of all, the movie ends, mid credit scene, Chadwick, I'm sorry, T'Challa had a son with, uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character. Um, he is also named T'Challa Jr. or T'Challa in general. Um, so we have the future of Wakanda right there in that kid. Um, what they're going to do with him, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to use the same actor. Um, I heard some chattering that that kid is actually, uh, his son in real life. Um, I'm actually going to, uh, I'm actually going to look that up here. Uh, okay, so he has no children in real life. Okay, so that was not his son. Rumors are rumors for a reason. So we have his son. And uh, I, I assume that means that we're going to get a future Black Panther uh, instead of like what Shuri is. Shuri is the new Black Panther. And it didn't work for me. I mean, it, it did. I, I just, I they wanted us to look at her in this badass light and I just don't see her that way uh I, I just I don't know I, I'm still very much so on the fence with a lot of this stuff the movie was great don't get me wrong there was just a few things that drag it down for me um I don't know man it's hard to talk about these things sometimes I'm just so scatterbrained Ironheart um Riri Williams uh I liked her the Iron Man suit that she had in this movie was lame looking. I, I, I didn't love it, although I thought it was cool to see an Iron Man looking character. However, if their goal is to replace Tony Stark, that will not happen here. Um, this actress is likable, but not lovable. And Robert Downey Jr., unfortunately, or fortunately for, for him and for us, from the get-go was lovable. And um, this character just isn't that. I know a younger audience might vibe with her a little better than the older audience, but as a community, I don't know if we're all going to be able to rally around her. However, it is believable that she is what she is. She's a genius. 
She is a inventor. She's a scientist. The whole plot kind of relies around her, and I kind of liked it, kind of didn't. I don't know, man. Everything in this movie is like a, I kind of liked it, I kind of didn't. I kind of dug it, I kind of didn't. So, I, I don't know, man. I'm just on the fence about so much. I mean... There's so much in this movie that could have been cut. There's a whole CIA storyline that brings back Everett Ross, played by Martin Short, I believe. Um, that's not his name. What's his name? Is it Martin Short? It's not Martin Short, is it? Give me the cast. Let me see them. Where are they? Show more. Martin Freeman. That's it. Martin Freeman. Um... Another thing, yeah, oh, oh, sorry, before I move on, I'm going to finish that thought. Um, Martin Freeman, uh, his whole storyline, not needed at all. Not at all. Could have cut it, did not need it. Um, we get a cameo from Michael B. Jordan playing Killmonger in this. Was it needed? Yeah, kind of. I liked it. Um, it was necessary for, uh, for him to... Uh, it, it was necessary for, for him to be here to push Shuri over the edge and, and push her in the direction that she needed to go in order to find the courage and strength within her to defeat Namor. Now, Namor, like I said in my review, give it to me, inject it into my veins. I love the actor that plays Namor. I want to see more from him as soon as possible. Green light, a ple please green light a series for Namor. Disney, please, uh, something, anything, give us more Namor, but I fear that it might be a while before we see this character again. I don't know. Give him to us. It, it's so badass. I, I I hate that Winston Duke's character, uh, damn it. What the hell is his name? Why am I forgetting? Damn, that's upsetting. Where is he? Mbaku. Yes, that's right. Mbaku. Um, God, so good. So good, but he was sidelined. He wasn't in the movie much, but when he was, he was hilarious. He had some great comic relief. That's kind of what he served as in this movie. We have, of course, Danny Guerrera. She had a very intense uh, performance here. I really enjoyed her. She acted her heart out as well. I dug it. Angela Bassett, give her an Oscar. Um... Oh, it's really sad on Google. It shows that Chadwick Boseman is a part of the cast. Super sad. Um, yeah, I'm very scatterbrained about this movie, man. If, if you, if, if you, uh, the, first of all, there's no end credit scene. All you've got is something that says Black Panther will return, which, you know, hence, duh. Uh, we all know that Black Panther will return. He slash she is a very prominent character in the Marvel Universe. And of course, we're not going to go forward without a Black Panther of some kind. <sighs> yeah, I think that's it, man. Very scatterbrained, very scatterbrained. Um, 89 out of 100, I enjoyed it. I need to uh, uh, I, I need to see it again because there's a lot I missed the first time around. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. If you have thoughts on this week's topics, please feel free to follow the show on social media and start that conversation with me. Follow me on Instagram at Logan's Lowdown. And if you want to, personally, at LoganLewis96. Like I said at the top, if you like short-form video content, you can go and follow my channel on TikTok, and that is at Logan's Lowdown. If you like the content I put out and you want more, there's always more. 
I do another weekly podcast with my two good friends, uh, Jordan and Matthew, which is called Guys on Tap. We discuss everything and everything. I hate myself. Anything and everything while having a cold drink, and it is a lot of fun. We have tons of fun. We have clips all over the internet. Go check us out. That show is available anywhere that you listen to this podcast. Their handles for Instagram and TikTok are also at Guys on Tap. If you like written content, I write a bi-weekly newsletter entitled, you guessed it, Logan's Lowdown, where I write about all things me. I talk about my personal life, movie reviews, streaming recommendations, what I've been watching lately, comics, Catherine's Corner, best meals, rankings, and so much more. Check it out. It's completely free, and that's the best part. There's nothing hidden. I'm not swindling y'all. It's free. Subscribe, and it comes to your inbox every other Wednesday at 12.30 Eastern Standard Time, and you have to go to uh, loganlewis.substack.com, and it'll take you right there. Also, like I said at the top, please make sure to send this podcast to one friend or family member. Thanks so much, you guys. Uh, Can't wait for next week, but uh, yeah. Bye. Bye.